In a few words, how would you describe what architecture is? For Le Corbusier, architecture is the learned game, correct and magnificent play of forms assembled in the light. For Alvaro Siza, architecture is geometry. For Oscar Niemeyer, architecture is invention. There are a lot of famous architects who interpreted the meaning of architecture using catchphrases. On the one hand, these phrases can be impactful and moving, but on the other, can also overshadow more than clarify our understanding about architecture. These phrases reveal us the interpretation of each architect, highlighting aspects they consider important to their work. Therefore, as inspiring these quotes can be, it cannot always be useful as an objective and didactic definition that enlightens the meaning of this profession. But then, what is architecture after all? Are there buildings that have architecture and others that don't? Is there architecture without architects? In general, many people define architecture as the art of designing and constructing buildings. For many centuries, the link between construction and art has lasted as the central meaning of architecture. To some extent, we cannot deny that this interpretation remains valid. But is this definition sufficient for the current architecture profession? If, for just a few seconds, we try to remember how many aspects an architect can be concerned with during the design process, it won't be long before we realize that architecture can be much more complex. Fact is that in recent decades, everything seems a little more complex. Rafael Cardoso is the author of the book Designed for a Complex World. In this text, he understands complexity as a system composed of many elements, layers and structures, whose interrelationships condition and continually redefine the functioning of the whole. This statement is related to the progression of information technology and the advances of science. According to Rafael Cardoso, and I quote, with the availability of increasingly complete information and the ability to process it efficiently, we found that seemingly simple issues are more complex than previously thought." Unquote. The world has been perceived in a more complex way, and so are design and architecture as well. Today, an architectural project can simultaneously include problems such as the environment, comfort, performance, symbolism, aesthetics, ergonomics, experience, culture, security, digital connectivity, efficiency, use, durability, the landscape, and so on. Looking from that perspective, it might be wise to add more specifics to the phrase the art of designing and constructing buildings when defining architecture. Another definition of architecture that may sound more complete comes from the dictionaries. According to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, architecture is the art or practice of designing and building structures and especially habitable ones. 
Another definition I find interesting comes from the Brazilian dictionary Aulete. According to this definition, architecture is the art and technique of designing spaces and buildings suitable for human experiences and activities, according to aesthetic standards. Have you noticed how this definition includes new layers of complexity into architecture? This statement refers not only to art and construction, but also to technique and spaces. In addition, it also emphasizes the importance of human experience, defining that the purpose of architecture is linked to human experiences and activities. This definition was not written by someone famous, such as an architect celebrity, but it's still inspiring and help us better understand what architecture is. Another way to try to understand the meaning of architecture is by wondering what differs a work of architecture from other constructions. Are there buildings that are considered architecture and others that are not? The Encyclopedia Britannica has an article that proposes a possible answer. According to this text, the characteristics that distinguish a work of architecture from other built structures are as follows. 1. The suitability of the work to use by human beings in general and the adaptability of it to particular human activities. Two, the stability and permanence of the work's construction. And three, the communication of experience and ideas through its form. All these conditions must be met in architecture. The second is a constant, while the first and third vary in relative importance according to the social function of buildings. If the function is chiefly utilitarian, as in a factory, Communication is of less importance. If the function is chiefly expressive, as in a monumental tomb, utility is a minor concern. In some buildings, such as churches and city halls, utility and communication may be of equal importance. Sometimes we tend to understand architecture as a label only suitable for monumental buildings such as castles, palaces, temples, and churches. But buildings such as factories, transport stations, workshops, offices, small houses, and many others can also be considered architecture. That leads us to one more question. Is there architecture without architects? Can a building not created by an architect be considered a work of architecture? The answer is yes. One of the pioneers to study this issue was Bernard Rudowski, who wrote the classic book Architecture Without Architects, a short introduction to non-pedigreed architecture. In this book, the idea of architecture as an exclusive discipline to certain social groups or places is deconstructed. On the contrary, the author places architecture as a universal phenomenon. It introduces the idea that architecture is done not only by experts, 
but also by continuous and spontaneous activity of many groups of people and communities. In this case, constructions known as vernacular, anonymous, spontaneous and indigenous are also works of architecture. In short, architecture is neither just art nor just construction. It also involves multidisciplinary techniques and knowledge and aims to adapt to human experiences and activities. It must have some level of permanence and can express ideas and experiences. If the catchphrases of the famous architects at the beginning of the episode were not fully enlightening, some others are more close to contemporary meanings for architecture. For Björk Ingels, architecture is the art and science of making sure that our cities and buildings actually fit with the way we want to live our lives. The process of manifesting our society into our physical world. For Norman Foster, architecture is an expression of values. The way we build is a reflection of the way we live. But, personally, my favorite one is the definition created by Francis Kere. He says that architecture is not just about building. It's a means of improving people's quality of life. And what about you? How would you define what architecture is? Dear listeners, thanks for listening. My name is Temis da Silva and you have just listened to the Objective Architectures episode about the architecture definition. If you have some comments, questions or suggestions, feel free to contact me by Instagram or by email. Also, please remember to rate the program with a 5-star review. Objective Architecture is an independent project. Listeners' contribution will help the podcast continue to be produced. Each episode takes hours of research, script writing, editing and publishing. You can support all this work on Patreon. The link is at the podcast description. The incomes generated there will go towards production costs, working time, books, research materials and whatever else needed to improve the show. In return, the Patreons get access to exclusive contents, like the episode scripts, including images, as well as bonus episodes. But if you want to help in another way, it would be great if you could share this and other episodes with your friends who might be interested. Follow us and stay tuned for the next episodes. Thanks and see you next week. Thank you.